Do you know Mike Technique? <laughs> I know Mike Technique. He's an awesome guy. Yeah, actually, let's start recording. Yeah, it's it's recording. Have you had oh. any interesting things happen during the week? Mm. Uh, I mean, interesting to me. Interesting is such a relative, <laughs> relative term. Yeah. Um, let's see. I uh, on on Friday. This is going right into the work thing here, but it's interesting to to me. Uh, so I, I have a consulting company with a classmate of ours, and we've been trying to market ourselves with with doing um, various workshops. And we finally um, had kind of our first paid gig uh, come through. Um, well, I mean, it, the details of it came through a while ago, but we actually executed it on Friday. And it went really well. So uh, we have officially, our company has officially earned some real money now. So that's exciting. It's awesome, man. Which is also why we're recording now Sunday morning <laughs> slash afternoon <laughs> instead of Friday night. Because I seriously underestimated how... Uh, how tired I would be after three hours of having to be like on top of my game. I'm not used to that. Yeah, so that's why we're not drinking beer right now. But <laughs> we're drinking we're coffee. coffee, and you're eating chicken nuggets. Yeah, gross. Um, just failed to re- uh, just realize that we failed to say welcome back <laughs> to the foul drawer. And where's our musical intro? Welcome back, everybody. This is the file drawer. That's the cue. Oh, uh, with Eric and Sam? No, the po- uh, a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, your your peas are just <laughs> killing me right now. They're actually called. What, uh, I gotta look it up. There's like a word um, for the, all the p words, but you're but you're doing it. Well, and it's, you know what? Plosives. Oh, plosives. My, my, my plosives are... <laughs> plosives! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this sounds crazy. Yeah. I think it's just our headphones. Uh, let me turn on down a bit. Okay. You, you guys are getting to see how the sausage is made. Uh, hey, Sam! <laughs> hey, Sam! Can, can, you, can you stop using peas? Can you, can you stop using peas? You're hurting my ear! That was, that was your roommate. Yeah, it was. He was being really obnoxious. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, welcome back everybody. Episode three of the File Drawer. Yep. An audio podcast where we talk about things of psychological nature, maybe org behavior. Um, this is, you know what this is really is? This is the self podcast. We just talk about the self. We just talk about the self. We're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, we're moving off of that topic. Yeah. Sam and I have no idea who we are. And we're, <laughs> this is a podcast trying to figure it out. Yeah. No, I think we had a good sense of who we are before we started and then we got onto this topic and now we're just questioning everything. Yeah. You know what's recently made me question everything? What? Dude. I didn't want to talk about this, but not necessarily, but whatever. I just... Um, <laughs> Jump right in. I recently watched um, Snowpiercer, which is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I, I almost watched that last night. Dude. Is it good? Here's the thing. You, you don't think it's good, because I, I, I don't know if it was like a direct-to-DVD direct movie. I have no okay. idea. It has like... Um, Wait, is that the train one? It's the train uh, one. I saw that. I saw it being like written up like months ago, and I remember reading about it and thinking... I really want to see this. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a comic book, I think. Is it really? Yeah, or oh. a graphic novel. Is it? All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just remember seeing the trailer um, at some point in time. And so watching that movie. So I guess we can't really discuss it. You know, I, won't give give, us, I won't give with, it a spoiler. Without spoilers, give us a b- real brief outline of what it is. Brief outline. It's a polka apocalyptic <laughs> type movie. Polka apocalypse. It's a, it's a Pocahontas apocalypse. It's a post It's a Pokemon. I hope it's not coming up in the recording. I don't. I don't know. Because I don't know. We're, we're, we're professionals here, everybody. <laughs> 
Um, post-apocalyptic is the word you're looking for. Yeah, post-apocalyptic, I guess. Um, yeah. Something happened in the world, creating the uh, creating an environment that's unlivable outside of uh, this train, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the train is like going around um, yeah, the world. Yeah, really it's, just, it's okay. an ongoing train. Don't get more details in when you watch it. Gotcha. And um, the train is basically set up in an effort to keep social order. Uh, and right. so into the train are the poor people, you know, be, you know as you progress uh, toward the uh, front of the train are the affluent high class. And I was like, oh, this, yeah, this world, man, we're all just, a, we're all just on a train. <laughs> we're all just on a train right now. And I'm, I'm like, where am I on this train? I was like, oh. I was like, I know I'm not at the front end, but I'm yeah. sure as heck, you know, not at the bottom either. If you're in the U.S., you're not at the bottom, right? You know, even the bottom of the U.S. are not at the bottom. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, where, where is my place on this train? Yeah. Where, where would I be? Would I be content? Am I content? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Would you that try is some deep stuff? Would you try to get to the front? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing the front has like nicer amenities and like facilities and stuff, right, on this train. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and you say amenities and facilities as if it's like, like you have to think even beyond that. Like, yeah. it has better life. Yeah, right. <laughs> it has better living conditions. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. So better better would assume that the low class had amenities. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, check it out. Um, didn't ex- actually, I expected a lot. I like those type of like uh, dy- dystopias. Dystopia, yeah. Uh, those type of movies and uh I was pleasantly surprised by the, not by the ending. I was pleasantly happy that I watched it because I enjoyed it. Yeah. I also really like uh, books and, and movies like that. Have you ever seen or read, I guess, the book? I haven't seen the movie. I've only read the book, uh, The Road by uh, Cormac McCarthy. Um, that's a movie I thought I was going to watch. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I also ever... made a movie. Is, is, um, is it with The Kid and His Father? Yeah. I've seen that probably within okay. the last year and a half. Okay. Right? Well, the book... The reason I bring it up, it's the only book that I've read that had like zero glimmer of anything positive in it. Yeah. Like it was the most bleak thing yeah. I have ever read uh, from beginning to end. And it was, it was really good and I'm glad I read it, but it, I've never read anything like that before. Yeah, I, I probably would like the book. I, don't, I tend to not read a lot for recreation. It's not a very big book. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know if you've, if you've ever read any Cormac McCarthy, but. Um, he has a very distinctive writing style. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. The other news in this regard, I actually just saw this yesterday. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, the Stand by Stephen King. Great book. It supposedly is going to be made into a multi-movie uh, event in the coming years. I read that as well. Yeah. I hope that happens. But what I read said they're going to try to do... Uh, I was trying to think of the word for four movies. Quad, quad, yeah, quadrology. Yeah. That's why I didn't. I just said multi. I knew it was yeah. four, but I couldn't think of what a quadrology. Yeah. Quadrology, and that I'm like that book wow. is huge though. I haven't read the book. I've oh. seen the movie. The book. I've seen the whatever oh. crappy movie. Oh no, no. But, no. I'm, but I'm saying this. Four, four movies. That's a lot, dude. That book is over a thousand pages long. So that, that old movie basically left out. Oh, a left lot out of, like everything. Yeah. I've never actually. I haven't seen like the made for TV movie or whatever that is that came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, but the book, the unabridged copy of the book, which is what uh, I read at a disturbingly young age, uh, is huge. So I could totally see it taking four four yeah. movies to do well. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Stephen King, an interesting thing about this. This this kind of goes into like what motivates. People, I guess, fulfilling their passion or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy's also, you know, obviously an awesome writer. Mm-hmm. People like love Stephen King, uh, cultural icon. 
right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. That dude, when he was writing, I don't know all of his books. I don't know to the extent of his career. He used to just be messed up. I think on booze or yeah, uh, maybe he drugs. Was, he uh, um, on both for a while. For a while. Well, and then he also almost died because he got hit by a van. Yeah. Uh, Before the drug stuff? No, what? it was after. Hmm. Um, but that, I mean, he literally almost died and then had issues with painkillers around yeah. then. Um, yeah, it was, it's, he's gone through some stuff. And yeah. well, what I think is just super remarkable about him is his, uh, his output is insane. He's had yeah. like three books come out in the past year. Yeah. Oh, he's he writes, thick books. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. These aren't like tiny little books that he's writing. I really admire that, that somebody can have that sort of output yeah. over time for, I mean, he's been doing this, what, since like the seventies? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking about the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought I heard that like he doesn't even remember like writing one of the, like, I, yeah, he, you know, if you, he has, um, have you read his autobiography? No. Um, it's called on writing. Okay. Uh, actually half of it is kind of like autobiography. The other half is his advice up for writers or yeah. just like about writing. It's one of the best books. It's probably my top 10 books that I've ever read, yeah. but he talks a little about the, the drugs and stuff. And I've, I've seen other interviews where people are asking him about like what books that he wrote that he doesn't like. And yeah, there are some that he wrote when he was really messed up that he just thinks are garbage. So um, <clears throat> Again, I've heard people kind of talk about his style of writing. Maybe we're remembering this wrong. His writing style, is, doesn't he just kind of just sit down and, and start writing? Is he a planner? Uh, I don't do actually know what kind of prep work. I know that he, I don't know what the number is. I think it's like six pages or five pages or some word count that he writes every single day, regardless of day of week, yeah. regardless of if he's traveling or anything. Just literally every day he always hits whatever this arbitrary number is that he has set for himself. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure about the planning for his, for his novels. I mean, the other thing that's super fascinating about him is if you, I, I've seen people ask him like what his favorite thing is that he's written. And he has this series called the dark tower series yeah. that is not, I mean, it's fairly well known, but not, it's not like his most well-known stuff that he's written. Yeah. And it's this huge, huge combination of horror, fantasy, Western, sci-fi-ish. This, this series of books, I think there's seven books, and he's, he started the first one in the 70s and just a couple of years ago fi- finally finished it. Wow. And that is like one of the best things that I've ever read. Um, and it's just funny how few people have actually read that stuff. Yeah. And he brings in some of the characters from his other books into this Dark Tower series. Yeah. So it, it actually kind of ties together a lot of his, some of his other books as well. It's really kind of crazy. And if you know his stuff really well, I think you appreciate that, that series even more. Yeah. It also has a very frustrating ending, which I won't go into. Obviously, I don't want to ruin it for people. But it's also one of those like frustrating endings. But when you sit and think about it, there couldn't have been any other ending. Yeah. So you, like, you have to like respect him for that. But you're also mad. Is it a uplifting ending, or is it a dark ending? I don't, I'm not even. I don't even want to go into it. it. It's literally like a seven book series with probably five thousand pages. So mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. It's worth it if you're if you're in the middle of it. Just keep going. Keep on going. Read read it till the end. It's good stuff. All right. But that would also make incredible TV or, or movie. Yeah. But it's so sprawling. I don't know if anybody would ever be able to handle it. I think now with the, the different um, potential avenues for media to come out, like 
you know, with Netflix and stuff, right, releasing yeah. full seasons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Netflix as a actually content producer yeah, and not yeah. just a distributor. That type of thing. I mean, that, that type of thing. I think could could produce because you're not limited to yeah. seasons. What 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 season is the show on? Or you know, that's true. I mean, and and the the Game of Thrones books. I mean, those are long, yeah. and they're doing a good job HBO, on TV with that. Yeah, yeah HBO obviously so, gives a other. Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally totally possible. Um, it'd be cool though. How uh, this. Maybe this is a weird. Did you have anything else you wanted to hit on with that stuff? Oh no, I just no, gotcha. No. I was just thinking. So obviously, as grad students, like we're not writing, we're not writing multi-book series or series or anything like that. But we do. Most of our work is not stuff that we just crank out in a day, right? Yeah. How do you keep yourself motivated with these like really large projects that take months to finish? Uh, how do I stay motivated? You know, or maybe maybe it's not even a matter of motivation. How do you just get that stuff done? I think I'm very much uh, if I've made a commitment to it, and mm-hmm. this is not just writing. This is a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I've said I'm going to do it, I, dif- I typically will try my very best mm-hmm. to make sure it happens. Right. I'm not saying that things can't get renegotiated and things like that, but yeah, you're not in the habit of just dropping the ball. Uh, I try not to. I mean, yeah. Also, let me, let me preface that I also have a bad memory. It's a, <laughs> but, for, but it's not on purpose. I write stuff, stuff down. I use yeah. post-it notes. I try to keep stuff organized. But um, typically, I mean, and that that's even stuff I end up – it's good and bad. It's, that's even sometimes stuff I no longer like sometimes. And just like, well, you know, I said I was going to do it. Yeah. You know? Even though, even though I don't want to, it's more, more importantly, I said I was going to. You know. I mean? Yeah, and, and sometimes those things too have deeper ramifications for like career and finishing stuff as well. I mean, I think everybody gets to the point with their thesis or dissertation where they just hate it and they just want to get it done and they just want to get yeah. it out of their life. Yeah. And at that point, it's not really a matter of motivation or liking something. It's just a matter of kind of that commitment to yeah. yourself and your advisor, yeah. I guess, to, to get it done. So I guess the motivation is just that simple fact that it needs to get done. In yeah. terms of straight, trying to stay like passionate or really into it, yeah, um, I tend to focus on like the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does it mean for me to have to sit down here and write? Blah blah blah. You know what? Out, what's the outcome? Right. Uh, what's the what's the ultimate goal? That's at the end of this long process. I try to be more future looking, I guess, and sort of ignore. If, I, if I'm unhappy with sort of the immediate stuff. I mean, there's nothing you can do about right. it, uh, except for moving forward. Now, this this is actually I'm, uh, I've been formulating a new uh, sort of idea in my head, but it's not new. It's not it's not new at all. But um, okay. I don't know if we're talking about this version of the the podcast. But in the summer, I started doing jujitsu mm-hmm. um, at Claremont Jujitsu, Brazilian Jujitsu, and so like, a couple days ago, maybe sometime last week. When I was training, I've, I've, you know, improved, you know, over the past few months or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm a white belt, you know, I'm decent or whatever. Um, I'm learning. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know anything, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to pick up on a little bit of stuff. You and you're know? starting to learn what you don't know, like learning I mean, I, what you need to learn, well, which know, is the first step of expertise. Uh, well, I, I know there's a lot of stuff I need to learn. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, before, before you even begin, you don't even have a sense of what you don't know. But now you have a good sense of the stuff that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, how, how all these higher-ranked belts come in and they're, they're just tossing you around. Yeah. Like, oh, how did that just happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Ooh, what? what? Hold on. His, that must foot, be, his foot is around my neck? What? That must be a weird feeling in that it's not – we don't very often find ourselves in situations where we have zero control over, like, our body. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think it's good to put yourself in those situations yeah. just to know how it feels. Um, yeah. And know that, you know, you can stay calm or whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple of days ago, maybe last week sometime, um, was rolling around with a guy. We do like training. We just kind of spar. Mm-hmm. I had sort of gotten in a dominant position on, you know, my training partner. And I was like waiting for something to happen so that I could do the next thing. Really mm-hmm. overthinking it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, people that are good are more fluid. They're sort of um, moving forward. And so uh, the, I think they call them professors. Uh, the professor, I, I, the guy trains. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still haven't gotten to the culture. Of, <laughs> I understand the culture of jujitsu, um, Brazilian jujitsu. I have to specify that. But he was like, Eric, you know, always progress. Always be progressing. Always be moving forward. So even if you're in a dominant position, you always want to make... There's still something else you can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, that's so damn right. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. so right about everything. And so obviously, you know, tangents is what I go on. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to try to come back to what made me originally think about it. But um, it's like anything else. You know, uh, you're working on something. You don't like it. Always be progressing. Always be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because that next... That next step might be where you get to choke it out. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so do, just so I understand, you're not talking about. There's one way people might think about progressing is like starting something new. You're actually talking about progressing on the project that you've already started, uh, or both. Okay, I mean, okay. or both. Um, well, I just think a lot of people sometimes they. I, I've talked to a lot of people who say they're great at starting things but terrible at finishing yeah. things. Yeah. So and you so, don't want to get into a situation where you just start just start things over and over and over and never actually finish. Exactly. Exactly. And so I guess that kind of contradicts earlier what I was saying, but I want to try to make sure, make some sense out of it right now mm-hmm. that will explain, I guess how I think both thoughts can happen. So I think it is important to sort of keep the bigger picture in mind, the end goal, but you shouldn't be focused on necessarily the pressure to just finish. I think you've kind of talked about this. And so it's pro- probably, yeah. I think when we were talking about like, um, Sort of the process of your best self, or your ideal mm. self, or whatever. Yeah, probably. And um, knowing, knowing what you want in terms of knowing the impact of the goal is important. However, being focused on, oh, I just got to finish, I got to finish, I got to finish, is less important. I think if you worry about what's in front of you, like the present, you know, what, uh, yeah. what, how can I take this forward right now? Right. What yeah. progress can I make it on, on it right now? How can I move forward? What's the next step? And yeah. you think... Um, I don't even know if it's thinking strategically. Sometimes don't overthink it. Sometimes yeah. just move forward. Yeah. Take that step. I mean, our, how we walk, that's, um, or people that can walk or mm-hmm. have the capability of walking, it's a very automatic process for most people. Right. You're not thinking about, okay, now I am lifting my right foot and moving my right foot forward. And now I am, oh, well, it's yeah. like it just comes yeah. naturally. And I think part of that is just the practice, the doing it. Yeah. It's the Stephen King writing every day. Yeah. Out of, to make it reflexive, to make it yeah. habitual, to make it, I'm sure now he just gets up and starts writing. He doesn't right. have to, Oh, I got to wake up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you know? And yeah. that's how like, I think other things, other things are. So it might be a forceful effort at first, but when it becomes reflective ingrained into your head, you just move. Mm-hmm. Why does your progress happen? It becomes like walking, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh yeah. Well, I, I liked what you said about asking yourself, like, what's the next step? Like, what's the next action? Like, that's the question I'm asking myself all the time. Like, what's the next action? Because I think a lot of times people get stuck on things. I get stuck on things when I, when a project, when I start thinking of a project as its entirety, because when, if it's something like a thesis, for example, if every time I think about my thesis, I think about, oh my God, I got to, I got to finish writing it. And then I got to do IRB and then I got to collect data. And then I have to clean my data. Then I have to analyze my data, blah, 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 blah. Like it's really easy to just totally psych yourself out. Yeah. But if the next step for like, is like, all right, I'm going to work on, uh, I'm going to work on my discussion section. 
I'm, I'm just, I'm only going to do that. And that's, you can kind of block out all that other stuff and just focus on the next thing. And then when you finish that, well, what's the next action now? Maybe now I'm going to run an analysis or something yeah. and really just kind of, I don't know, like modularizing it yeah. uh, as you think about it. Yeah. That's for a person who doesn't overthink anything. Yeah. So if you're, I would say if you're a person that overthinks things, you know, over analytical, which I can sometimes be, uh-huh. I would say the next step is the next step. Yeah. The, the answer to the question, what's the next step is whatever thing that you do next, just do it. Yeah. Cause that's better than, uh, I think some people might get into what is, the people always say analysis paralysis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where they're thinking about it too much and they end up, it's yeah. easier just to stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to not think well, about it. Well, there's an element of inertia here too. Once you start moving, just yeah. keep moving. Yeah. And your, your, uh, your legs will trust, trust <laughs> your legs. Yeah. Well, I think I've, I've spoken to you about, um, like, I think something that, that really connects to is with a project where you're dealing with a lot of data or you're into the process of the project where you're doing stuff with data. And if you get out of that data set for a while, yeah. getting back into it can take a while to get like back up to speed and be moving and actually doing actual work again. Because yeah. you have to remember what everything is and just that inertia, if you, if you stay in it, it's, easy, it's easier to uh, continue working on it. Definitely, definitely think about the stuff a lot because i feel like all of my projects are huge things that aren't imminently finishable anytime soon yeah, so man. that's how sometimes think about this phd program <laughs> i really yeah. do it's uh, but i was uh, inspired i'm not gonna say the person's name but uh sometimes i guess other people's progression or whatever can be intimidating to me it was inspiring so a friend who's in the program mm-hmm. came back and recently i think did the oral defense mm-hmm. or whatever and Moving fast. This is yeah. like the third year for them as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And I'm just like, wow, that is... I think they might have came with a master's degree. I'm not positive. Either way, I did right. too. So yeah. I'm like, huh, that that could... Hold on, <laughs> silly bear. <laughs> yeah. So hold on, Eric. I could, that could be me. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's no reason for it not to be. My working style is a little different. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not beating myself up about it, but... It's like inspiring for me. I'm like, oh, you know, it's inspiring that it's that it's possible. Yeah. Even if you're, I mean, if that's not a thing that you're, you're. I mean, you're not doing your orals right now either. But yeah, yeah. But it's possible, and and you can see. I mean, it's 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 uh, Bandura self-efficacy yeah. modeling. Modeling. Seeing somebody who can do. I mean, somebody you think you are similar to doing something that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Like makes it builds your self-efficacy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I almost <laughs> dumped coffee into my computer. Yeah, somebody a year ahead of me already defended her dissertation. I won't say her name either, but that is insane and really impressive. And it makes me feel like it's possible for me to do yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I love hearing about people's successes, man. Like, uh, Yeah. It's not a zero-sum game. Their success does not take away from yeah. your success. I think some people actually feel that way. People and it's, do, it's people weird. Do feel that it's way, a man. weird way to like live your life, yeah. like to be upset at every, every, everybody else's success. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It does not seem like an enjoyable way to... Just go about being a human. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't experience at least our program being that way. But I, no, I don't. I don't I either. Other, really, so there are some other. You know, I think we have a very atypical programs. PhD program in that regard. Yeah, it's not. I don't perceive there being a high level of competition. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a very cooperative environment. Yeah, where people kind of like want the best for each other. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't want the best for you, but other uh, people, I uh, really care about. Oh, uh, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, Eric. <laughs> um, I mean, I, th- I think other people's success. Hey, when other people are successful in your program, it makes the program look better. Exactly. You know, if everybody was doing horribly and you're the, you're mm-hmm. the only one flying above the clouds or whatever, it's like, oh, what does that say about your program, for one? Um, yeah. But also, I think um, 
yeah, other people's success. We're all here for, for a similar purpose. I, mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say the same. People are here for different reasons, but all um, to grow our careers and do something that we want to do. Yeah, um, I think the nature of our program. You know, pe- people are, tend to be more. Actually, this is not. This, I'm indulging Claremont. Claremont is no different than any place else. But people, I think, pursue. Some people pursue like you know these degrees because they do want to make some sort of. They want to try to at least make some larger impact on society. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, why why feel that there's not enough? You know, people talk about it. You know, people walk around in the world as if, um, what's the word? Scarcity. It's the scarcity sort of mindset or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's it's quite unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. I don't know. Well, good thing we have all the answers. Yeah. Good thing our, we're perfect. Shit. <laughs> 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 just kidding yeah of course, um, of course not of course not man. i'm trying to figure it all out one day at a time right one day at a time mm-hmm. you're gonna finish those chicken nuggets uh you know there's two can i have one of course there's two well, let's it's, finish them together let's put them to- <laughs> all right we're gonna have a moment of silence real quick as we no, never, yeah. as we both eat these chicken nuggets microwavable chicken nuggets a little ketchup a little barbecue sauce on this one a little, bu- a little buddy nugget mm. They're cold right now. Yes, they are. Wash it down with some cold coffee. Mm. We're living the dream. People love hearing people chew on mic. Yeah. Every good podcast has that. Anything good on Yahoo recently? I just screamed into my mic. I really hope all this clipping I'm hearing in my headphones is not audible to everyone else. Me too. My ears are just bleeding right now. So you're asking that question, which means it's time for a useless Yahoo News, useless Yahoo News, where we basically look at the Yahoo banner, and let's pick like three, and let's kind of hmm. talk about them. I don't well, know. Well, I didn't actually read any of these yet. I guess look at headlines. No, no. It's all going to be a headlines. Oh. Scan it for half a second, and okay. then... I got to find the one I found right before we started recording about the gorilla. <laughs> basically, what I gathered from this headline is that there was an angry gorilla at the zoo. Uh, it was, see, I got it. It was throwing rocks at people. Because that was how I basically right, I think. Yeah, it's a grumpy gorilla talks his rock at zoo visitors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, is it next to any, like, serious news? Um, um, because, like, I've, it's just so weird to me that you have something like that next to, like, people dying in Afghanistan. I feel like it diminishes. Let's see. Like, these are not on the same level. Uh, no, there's nothing else That's good. good. No, there's nothing else good. But why? Of course, gorillas are angry. All, all gorillas should be angry. All captive gorillas should be very angry. Yeah, exactly. Um, why is this news? Every gorilla should be throwing rocks. Every every imprisoned gorilla should be throwing rocks at everybody. That's my philosophy. What's going on here? Uh, um, did you see? No, I, just, I want to get into the political stuff. <laughs> okay, um, I just see it. But here's why Yahoo's also awesome. I just saw a thing that I'm very interested in. What is and it? I, it's uh, the new trailer for Jurassic World, the new Jurassic Park movie coming out with Chris it, Pratt. Is it the full trailer though, or is it like the, uh, is it like the big... teaser features? Serious Chris Pratt. Okay, huh. uh, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna bookmark that for once we yeah. finish up here. See, so Yahoo coming through with the important stuff. Yeah. Let's see. This is um. I had the grumpy gorilla's revenge as the headline you know, on that. I'm I'm, I'm clicking <laughs> through and I'm not seeing really anything serious. But this is maybe useful. Um, there's one thing that says three ways tiny technology detoxes will make you happier. Oh. So basically detaching. Uh-huh. I like that idea. Yeah. So you'll be more relaxed. You'll do each thing well. Not lots of things poorly and. 
Did we turn into what's really important? Whatever, man. All right. Well, I get it. Whatever. World of Warcraft turns 10. That's important. I used to play some World of Warcraft. My brothers used to make fun of me because I would spend a lot of time fishing yeah. in the game and not actually playing the game. <laughs> I would just I would just fish. Because there were some items that I wanted, and for whatever reason, I found the, the mechanics of fishing in World of Warcraft very yeah. enjoyable, and I wanted to become a master fisherman. Yeah. I never got into World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, used to play, the best. I used to play Warcraft. Yeah. You know. God, you're old. <laughs> the War, Warcraft 3. War, well, I played Warcraft 3. But Warcraft 2, no, that's I, a little I play, before my time. I played Warcraft 3. Okay, yeah. I played a lot of Warcraft 3, too. Yeah. Then, no, you're not that old. There's no, yeah, um, there's no serious news. It might be because it's Sunday. Well, I mean, we're doing useless Yahoo news. so That is that is true. But yeah, I think when you just, juxtapose it. Oh, yeah. Everything with... becomes more absurd. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what to do before you die, but D-Y-E in terms of your hair. What? This is this, this article is about what you should do before you dye your hair, but the headline makes it sound like like a bucket list type oh. thing. <laughs> tricky, tricky, trip player. <laughs> oh, yeah. The problem with all the news and stuff is that every everything's news. Every any blog can be a news. Swift hides belly button. Taylor Swift. No. I guess Taylor. No. <laughs> Taylor, stop it. I guess I guess she's never shown her belly button in public. Really. That's what this article says. Well, she shouldn't. You know, uh, do you she, know something we don't know? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she has like a weird belly button. Yeah, maybe maybe, she has an Audi. Or maybe like, don't you know how some people are born and they have like the, oh, um, they're, they're twins, but like the oh, twin. You think her twin is attached to her belly button still? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So, oh, we could only, we could, one could only speculate. She won't show us. Oh, no. so, yeah. She, all right. Yeah. I feel like you're getting ready to say something interesting and profound, and I'm busy talking about Taylor Swift's belly button. Oh, no. I mean, I think you talking about Taylor Swift's belly button <laughs> is, news. is profound. See, okay, but then here. Yes. That is right next to a headline that says, Boy with fake gun dies after shot by police. Really? That is intense and sad, and like legitimately, there are interesting questions there, and it is sitting next to an article about Taylor Swift's belly button. Now, did that boy deserve to die? Oh, my God. Are you asking me for real? You know what response I wanted to hear? <laughs> what? I want to hear best Samuel L. Jackson say, Yes, they deserve to die. No, they died. Or whatever. Oh, no, <laughs> Remember guess... that movie? <laughs> It's so unrelated. <laughs> I'm guessing he didn't deserve to die, but I, I'm sorry I didn't yeah, bring out the, uh, the, yeah. the quote for you. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Anyway, thank you, Yahoo, for this week's edition of Useless Yahoo News. Ba-dum-bump. bump ba bump <laughs> Alright, what's, uh, what's been going on with you? you I think we, we never actually moved on to talking about what's new in your life We just talked about my workshop stuff uh, Nothing's really been going uh, on give, that's, that's a fake answer No, nothing. nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's going on, man. I got flag football game a little bit later. How's uh, how's the flag football team doing? I know when I played with you guys last year, Uh, we were terrible. We've won a couple. We've lost a couple. I think we're going to go into the playoffs because some people forfeited. We also won. You know. Gotcha. I don't think we won any games when I played Mm -hmm. last year. I'm going to just assume it's not because of me. But no, it, it seems like it might be. It's definitely not. The, cal- <laughs> the caliber of the level of play from these undergrad students is terrible. I remember being an undergrad, and flag football was like a big thing. For, yeah, you know, yeah, for these, people. These are really nerdy undergrad schools around us. I wouldn't even say that. I think they just is that mine. mine yeah, mine? you're over here. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, that's okay. Can I offer you any gummy bears? Uh, I'm gonna pass on the gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Thank you, though. So after this, I'm gonna um, after this podcast, I'm probably going to um, write a little bit. On that book, try to do. Oh, I'm gonna eat these gummy bears real quick. All right, I'll take one then. 
Trader Joe gummy bears. Um, are you under the illusion that these are healthy? No. no okay. No. I, I, by the way, so I, I went I, I told you yesterday I helped a buddy move. Uh-huh. Uh, he was moving from Chino, um, moving down to Redondo Beach. And so after, the, after we go out just for dinner and like to grab a beer or whatever because he was like, you know, wanted to just be like, hey, mm-hmm. I can at least buy you dinner since you helped me move. It's a friend I've known from, since high school or whatever. Um, so on the menu, we go to this place called uh, American Junkie or American Junket. I don't know, something like that. It's uh, down on uh, down there somewhere. And um, I'm like, oh, what, you know what I want to drink? What kind of tasty treat do I want for myself? Um, and so on the menu, I see... I um I see a drink, and this drink is called Gummy Berry, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. And in the description of Gummy Berry, they describe it as being rimmed with sugar, a mixture of a flavorful vodka, some type of juice, and being garnished with gummy bears. Ladies that and gentlemen. is the girliest drink I have ever heard. Did you you got it? Didn't you? My friends ordered beers. I, Eric, ordered the gummy drink. <laughs> How was it? Let me tell my story. Sorry. The drinks came. I thought that was the end. One one by one, the drinks came. Mm-hmm. Handed the beer to my one friend. The waitress handed the beer to the other friend. And then handed me the gummy drink. It was red, rimmed with sugar. Yes, it was. And it, like... Martini style glass with no stem type thing, one of those uh, upside down triangle glasses, but it, you know, there was no stem on it. I set the drink down. I looked at all its glory the sugar on the rim, the redness of the drink, but alas, there were no gummy bears. No, oh no. There, <laughs> by the way, I was, tra- I was almost traumatized. I looked at the waitress and I said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I didn't say this exactly. I don't know what I said, but I was like, where are the gummy bears? And she was like, I think we're all out. And I said. And then you pulled out your personal stash of gummy bears? No. Then I said, well, hold on a second. That's the reason I got this drink for the gummy bears. I was looking forward to gummy bears. And she says, well, hold on a second. Let me go ask the bartender. And she confirmed that they're all out of gummy bears. They were all out of gummy bears. And I said, well, you got to let a brother know. You got to let a brother know. And she said, but I did not know. And uh, that's why when I saw this bag of gummy bears in Trader Joe's, I had to get them. I had to get them because I was craving gummy bears since last night. <laughs> and that's a sad tale. I'll, that's, I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that, Sam. I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, that's tragic. Absolutely tragic. Do you do you want to put these in some sort of drink? Put them in your coffee, maybe. Try to recreate your your delicious girly drink. Why does that have to be a girly drink? This is a delicious drink. Fine, delicious what drink. Sexist here? I don't understand. <laughs> it's a cocktail. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little martini. Fine, fine. <laughs> uh, what, uh, this is a, a funny story about me and sweet drinks. <laughs> I remember being in Pensacola, and I went out with uh, one of my good friends. And her fiance or boyfriend or maybe husband at the time. I don't know. They're now married, but I don't remember. I don't remember where they were when I lived back there. So we go out, and she goes, "Hey, I get this drink from this place. They make it specially for me. I call it a Brittini. 
<laughs> and it's like chocolate or something like that. She gets it. It's like a chocolate martini. And she gets it. And she goes, you guys going to have to try it. And so she gets two straws. And me and her boyfriend are drinking from this chocolate martini with like chocolate. On, like, you know, with like um, the chocolate like drizzled mm-hmm. in the glass type stuff. And I'm like, if someone had a picture of this. This would look like the most ridiculous thing ever. If we had a picture of it, it would be on our website. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, it does not exist. We're like... Mm. I'm anyway. surprised when uh, our our hiking trip that we went on, where we got dinner afterward, you got yourself just a normal beer. We're deep down inside, where you wanted to get something a little more fancy, and you were afraid we would make fun of you. Uh, no, because I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I don't you care. don't care about what we have to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, sometimes, I, sometimes I want a little sweet drink, you know? I don't yeah. care. Fair enough. I like sugar, so <laughs> whatever. These gummy, these gummy bears will get you amped up for your football game. Maybe. Maybe. So, is that all, that's all you've been up to this week? Moving, writing, yeah. eating gummy bears, ordering yeah. sugary drinks? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's about. It's not interesting at all. <laughs> a very boring life. Well, you did jujitsu this week, right? No? I did some training. Yeah. yeah. Right. Training. Yeah, if anybody's interested, go check out Claremont Jiu-Jitsu if you're in the Claremont area. Look them up online. Claremont, that's whatever. That might be. <laughs> um, oh, one thing we should start getting in the habit of. Uh, if you're interested in any of the stuff that we've talked about today, there'll be links in the show notes, which yes. can be found at thefiledrawer.audio backslash episodes backslash three. Yeah. Do you want to also, do you want to set up comments? On that, or do you I think their comments are. I think I think they're open. So they're you can open. leave comments there. Leave a comment if you're interested in anything. Yeah. Um, we, we can talk off air about this. So do you want if people are interested in hearing about anything? Maybe yeah, can we'll take we'll email take it, or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can set up like a podcast email or something. I don't know. Yeah, we can definitely do that. So uh, any feedback on anything we've said, any questions or suggestions about things you'd like to hear us talk about, there'll be uh, a link or a form or something on our site, thefiledrawer.audio, where you could. Get in touch with us. The other thing, too, if you happen to like this podcast so far, uh, which means, A, you have great taste, uh, and, B, what we would like to have you do is go to iTunes and give us a rating or even a review if you're so inclined. That helps other people find the the podcast, and it makes Eric and I feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, warm and fuzzy is not possible. On the possible. outside, too. It's not possible for me. Oh. You're the warmest, fuzziest guy I know. It's not true. And it's just it's just a facade. Nope. Um, the only other thing that I was thinking about talking about, so uh, the astute listener from last week would know that I was supposed to go camping last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and because I talked a little bit about that. I ended up not being able to go due to some unforeseen circumstances. But the result of that was that I had two days on my calendar, Monday and Tuesday, where I was supposed to be out of town. But I wasn't, so I had completely clear calendar, no meetings, no anywhere I had to be, no appointments, and almost everybody thought I was out of town, so nobody was trying to get a hold of me. It was the most glorious two days of work ever. I got so much done. I'm going to start going on fake vacations a lot more. Vacations? (laughs) You think you just coined a new word. Vacation. You tell everyone you're going on vacation, but you're not. You can stay at home and do work. So you're just lying. <laughs> vacation sounds better than live vac- a vacation. All right, Eric. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, if you uh, need to get away for a little bit, but you actually can't get away, just tell everyone you're going away. <laughs> and, then, and then you'll really enjoy those couple of days. That's a, 
That's a great. That's actually a great, <laughs> great idea. You broke. You want to get away? Just tell. Just lie to everybody. <laughs> At one point, I had to go on campus on Tuesday, and I, I was having moments where I didn't want to because I didn't want to break the break the illusion that I wasn't in town. I didn't want somebody to see oh. me and be like, "Oh, you're here. Let's meet. Yeah. Let's let's. Can you get this thing to me?" So I, I just kind of stayed huddled in my house for two yeah. days. It was great. That's sometimes how I feel like when that's I'm a life hack, by the way. Life. Go ahead. <laughs> that's, a, that's sometimes how I feel when I. Um... Like go visit home. I'm like, yeah. I don't want anybody to know I'm here. Just I don't even want to go out. I don't want to get spotted. I feel like Bigfoot. I feel like I feel like uh what's what's the other word for Bigfoot that I like? uh, Sasquatch? Yeah, I feel like a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um I'm like, yeah. Yeah I just just, just, don't, just don't want to don't bother you. Don't, don't see me. I just want to sit and chill. <laughs> I just want to be you're, just, you're just so popular when people know you're around, they want to do things. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's all. I just wanted to share that tip with our listeners in case yeah, it's useful. That's an uh, expert expert tip right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should submit that to Life Hack. <laughs> I should. I've I've had uh, I've been I've been featured on Life Hack before. Have People have written articles about other articles that I've written and stuff. Yeah. Fast Company's website as well. Oh, cool. Pretty weird, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. A little, a little humble brag. No, that wasn't even a humble brag. That was, that was, a, that was, was a straight up brag. Yeah, that was a brag. God, brag. I hate myself. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, what else do you have to talk about, Eric? Uh, well, give me one second. I'll give you three. I'm gonna three seconds. That's the thing. Like, no, see, the beauty you... of editing is I can just snip this part out. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but I probably won't. That's a, that's a terrible thing. Like when you, I think sometimes when you're kind of. Sorry, I'm dropping gummy bears. I think sometimes when you're kind of um, a shut-in and only sort of concentrating on work, you don't really go out and experience the world. So that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's, I can easily fall into that. Yeah. And um, we kind of lose things to talk about. about like <laughs> not, Things that are not work. Yeah, with you, yeah. You know what I mean? That's very true. But uh, there are so a couple things that I've heard of. Let me see if I can find stuff to. Uh, I've got I've got one thing as yeah. well. well I was gonna say, the other thing I, I forgot that I'd written down that I wanted to to share. I don't know if you've experienced experienced this at all yet. Mm-hmm. But so since I've been the one who's been editing this podcast, going back and listening to it mm-hmm. and listening to myself is infuriating because I'll be listening to myself and be thinking, God, like why say this one thing that makes this everything so much clearer? Say this one thing and then I don't say it. Or the last episode listening to us trying to explain why oh, our name was the file drawer. Yeah. That was excruciating. Yeah. Did you end up editing that out at all? <laughs> Not really. Uh, no, it was it wasn't as bad as we thought it was live, but I just, oh, I just could not wrap my mind around like what I was yeah, trying to say. That's also what people listen to it think. Oh, I know. They're like, ah! I'm sorry. They're like, ah! Just say this! Just, just say it! I know, but like, so this is it, but it's an experience that I don't think, like, unless you're on a podcast regularly, you don't often listen to yourself trying to explain things or just talk about things intelligently. So, this has been a very uh, eye-opening experience for me to... I don't know. I don't know if there's a learning point here or just the fact that it sucks to listen to yourself be terrible at explaining things. So I remember reading something on um, CNN.com or, you know, I wouldn't call it news, but somebody wrote about yeah. um, opinion. Uh, four other ways Uber is ethically challenged. Uber has had some serious issues recently. Yeah. They're that executive saying yeah, very sexist things. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he was at some sort of dinner. One of their executives, not their CEO, but like chief marketing or somebody, um, at some sort of dinner, and they were, he was talking about how they were going to spend a million dollars basically hiring private investigators to follow around these journalists who have been critical of them and, like, dig up dirt dirt, on them. And then he kind of insinuated there would be some blackmail there. And, like, that's just super messed up. And then Uber hasn't fired him or anything either. They apologized. Uh, The CEO apologized. But that's that's, uh, about as much as I know about it. Yeah. And so that was – and this person that wrote up this thing, that was the the point four – out of uh, why they're ethically challenged. Um, the other reasons, and I'll just read them in order, what are multitasking drivers. And I've only used Uber once or twice, so, but now that I'm thinking about it, actually it reminds me of it. But like the Uber drivers is just constantly checking their phone uh-huh. or even maybe probably even using the maps or whatever, like yeah. in their hand and stuff. So usually they'll have like the one thing that's for their Uber account stuff, but then they'll also have like the GPS. Actually, hell, they might even have something else. But um, basically you have a bunch of distracted drivers driving, <laughs> driving you around. Um, so that would be one thing. Yeah, I've never actually used an Uber. I, I haven't yeah. seen that, but I could see that how that'd be a super problem. Yeah. And I, you know, I wouldn't say these other points. I don't know for what, what I would call ethically ethically challenged. Uh, maybe I guess having the company not set up, I guess, protocol to avoid that. I guess that is an issue. Uh, they talk about passenger safety. I I don't know if there is any. Specific things that have came up, and then they talk about privacy, just customer yeah. privacy. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, because they, they've, um, I mean, they obviously collect a lot of data on yeah. you. They know where you're going, when you're going. Um, and I saw somebody posted um, a blog article from the Uber website that somebody who works for Uber wrote up, and basically they were using customer data, not on an individual level, but um, anonymized and group level kind of data to basically they were looking at. Um, I don't remember what the terminology they used, but basically figuring out where people were, like what areas of the cities were most popular for one night stands, like 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 a Friday night, Saturday night type thing. They were the way they were looking at the data; they could kind of figure that out. Which, and some people thought that was just an interesting use of data, but on the other hand, it's also kind of creepy and immature for like a company to like be digging into and like writing about and putting it on their website. Yeah. So or. It's uh, a novel idea to promote their business. So yeah. people want yeah, it's, I mean, I can see both sides of it. To go out and meet it. people, they're going to call Uber and say, hey, take me to this spot, you know? I don't know. With technology, I'm, on, I'm not on the fence about this. I definitely don't want people digging in. Uh, I don't like the whole data mining of data, our personal business, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Try, I usually don't put a ton of stuff online for anybody who knows me. However, isn't that something that we can just expect now, I mean, I think people younger than us now don't even think about oh, it. Yeah. Like, um, but shouldn't you just assume if it's online, someone's data mining it, someone's analyzing oh, yeah. it, someone's using it for something well, because it's there. The best way that I have heard, and this I guess doesn't really apply to Uber since you do pay for the service, but think about all the services that we use on the internet that are quote unquote free, like Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, like all of these uh, services or apps. If it's free, you are the product. Yeah. Yep. That means they are mining your data and selling it to advertisers. Uh, nothing is actually free. Man. And so, I don't know. Like, I go through phases where I get super annoyed by that and try to do things to reduce it. Like, I, I don't know. I've, I've deleted my Facebook account once before. Um, and then I go through phases where I'm just like, eh, I guess expected. And it's not really anything I care about. And I use things like Adblock and 
so on and so forth. I don't have to deal with it so much, but yeah, yeah I don't know. I think we're, we are kind of the transition generation between, uh, and I think people older than us are like, this is messed up, but privacy issues. I don't care much more about privacy issues. People younger than us don't care or don't even realize it at all. And I think a lot of people our age are kind of right in the middle of that. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to um, quote, so it's going to be a long quote, but I'm going to kind of just quickly discuss. You, you have time? Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm kind of running out, but I think this is getting interesting. It's stuff I always try to talk about to people. And uh-huh. People look at me with like this look of, I don't care, man. No, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, God. I'm, sorry. I'm just knocking things uh, over. People, people look at me with like a, I don't care, dude, whenever I try to like share this. But I think it's interesting. So um, there's a – some people call this person a, hack, a hacker. But no, there's a, a person, a computer person. Like a blogger, a computer, a computer like person. A, a blogger. <laughs> you sound like my grandma. <laughs> uh, someone who was in the like computer tech community yeah, way back okay. in the day. Okay. Um, on like you know back in the day with like bulletin boards, like in '94. Okay. Is when this person wrote this, but they um, she she basically uh, published an article called Pandora's Vox on community and cyberspace, and uh, given that it's '94, so what was out during '94? Um, hmm. Was like even American Online? When, when did that yeah. come out? I think so. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I would have been seven years old, not doing much on the computer. I don't think at that point. I um, mean, maybe Mario teaches typing on my old Mac. Okay. I don't think I was on the. I don't think I was online yet. Um, I'm trying to think of like when AOL got really popular. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't know. Like when it was like everywhere. You know, uh-huh. that's, that's how people were getting online. Right. Anyway, so. I don't know what that was. Um, people are like, well, what's, a, what's, this, what's this American online? What is this? <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, in part of her essay, um, she talks about this. And I, like it always is in my head when I'm thinking about like what you just said. But uh, so, so she writes and she's talking about basically being on bulletin boards back in the day. And uh, people basically putting their personal business online, et cetera. This is even before like the data mining and, and probably before, way before data was uh, well captured at, at the level it is now. And she says, um, I've seen I've seen many people spill their guts online, and I did so myself until, at last, I began to see I had commodified myself. Commodification means that you turn yourself into you turn something into a product, which has a money value, which has money value. In the 19th century, commodities were made in factories, which Karl Marx called the means of production. Capitalists were people who owned the means of production, and the commodities were made by workers, and and the commodities were made by workers who were mostly exploited. exploited. I created my interior thoughts as a means of production for the corporation that owned the board I was posting to. And that commodity was being sold to other commodity consumer entities as entertainment. That means that I sold my soul like a tennis shoe and derived no profit from the sale of my soul. People who post frequently on boards appear to know that they are factory equipment and tennis shoes. And sometimes trade sends an email about their contributions are not appreciated by management. Okay. I get that. But I have one very major issue with that that nobody is making you post on on a message board and i used to spend a lot of time on message boards too but i found it inherently enjoyable to like have these conversations with people and don't don't sigh at me (laughs) um you know what you know what i would say that now yeah i would say probably the the view back then i wouldn't really say that in terms of that that's what Uh attitude should be now i think again now everybody Sorry, I'm not talking to the mic. I think right now everybody should expect it. But mm-hmm. in '94, with new technology and stuff like that, I could see how that viewpoint would come out. Sure. Um, and uh, and the idea that if you challenge that back in the day, again, people wouldn't like it. You know, if you're like, oh, so I'm going to be using this to make money. Um, I get what you're saying, 
even now, what I think they should do, like things like Facebook, right? You hear about, I think there's a way, again, this is like this uh, view of scarcity versus non-scarcity, right? I think there's some way where everybody can sort of benefit. So if Facebook decides to, I, I think at some point they were like using pictures to an advertisement or something like that. They were, Probably. Like, they were using like people's personal pictures. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, couldn't they just set up a system where they basically have a sort of a co- way of co- commercially licensing some of these pictures at a, at a discounted rate. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're making like uh, photographer money, right? But if we happen to use your picture in a commercial, you get one, per, you know, half half yeah. a percent. Just the just the idea of that saying, you know what, we did use this from you. Let's give you a little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there has to be a way where everybody's winning. And I guess that what they say is we're providing this free service yeah, for exactly. you, so you're winning. Exactly. Um, but you're not winning at the same level. You know. You know what I mean? So you're both essentially doing work. So I'm not. I'm doing. I'm talking about more than just talking online. But let's say you have things online being used, like photographs or whatever. Right. You both have contributed to you making money. There has to be a. There has to be a different way to do it. And I don't know what that is, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either because I mean, yeah, I mean, copyright exists for partially that reason, but. It's not like our stuff on Facebook or elsewhere is being – we've copyrighted it or anything like that. I don't know. I guess – See, not interesting. Every time I try to <laughs> – No, it's – it's. I, I just don't feel like I have any sort of interesting take on yeah. on this. Um, I mean, I think – I think what you're saying is totally reasonable, but Facebook would never do it because not enough people care. Oh yeah, they can, and it's cheaper and easier for them to not do it. And as long as nobody is, is really making that much of a, a yeah. stink about it, then they're not going to do anything like that. Let me preface it to say that I truly don't care that much either. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that I care, I just don't. I just try not to post my stuff online. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's about as much as I care. I think this is an interesting conversation to have. It will become. I mean, this and I use it, these things only. I'm only talking about these things specifically because that's the limited knowledge I have, right? Mm-hmm. However, as we progress in technology, new laws will get created. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how every, any industry will then soon promote new laws. You know what I mean? Um, that laws that go to protect the workers or the, the people, the whatever, the either the consumer, the worker, whatever, and laws that maybe also protect the company. I mean, so Industrial Revolution brought upon new laws. People wanted to stop seeing kids used in, in, in manufacturing. Yeah. Toys, you know, uh, we don't want lead paint used in our toy. You know what I'm saying? And so, because this is new uncharted ground, doesn't mean true, that true. something is not going to come. The sort of um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm going well, no. You're, you're, I mean, you're basically saying that we that maybe the legislation has not caught up to where we are technologically and it will eventually, or it will at least keep moving in that direction and there will be new legislation yeah. related. I mean, think about if, if Google glass took off like crazy tomorrow, there would have to be new legislation about things and about, about things related to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. related to when and when you can and when you can't wear yeah. them. And, and, and there, I think even the more interesting question might be, not even the the legislative stuff that comes out, but so the new social norms that are going to be built up around things like that. Um, yeah. You know, maybe there's no law about wearing your Google Glass in the bathroom, but maybe there just becomes this new unspoken thing, this new social norm that you take them off or something yeah. like that. I don't know. That's how that emerges is really interesting yeah. to to me. And, and so, like, I don't want to necessarily start into a whole new conversation, but I do want to highlight, we can talk about this later, perhaps, but this is stuff we talked about in work theory, you know? Yeah. And so what effect does that have on, or, on the organization? 
what eventually, and I would say there are low, small, but there are some societal pressures that are going to push. I think they're small right now, but I think it's going to grow over time in terms of security, safety, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to force organizations' hand into changing and doing something different. I think it's, it's bound to happen. It mm-hmm. might be 50 years from now. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. um, like you said, Google Glass becomes something that everybody has. Now there's government restrictions that make it turn off, blah, 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 you know, turn off right. something, you know. Um, so the organization ha- has to adapt to the, to, the envir- uh, to the environment that it's in and certain societal pressures that come from all over the place, but legislation, the public, consumers, blah, 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 I, I don't, whatever long list mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we've talked about um, are some of those, those pressures that they'll have to bend to or not survive, you know what I mean? Right. I don't, I don't know the timeline on it, though. I mean, I'm just... You know, well, it, you know. it depends on the, the size of the... Uh, what the, the what is changing as well. I mean, it's a really small example is that their corporate IT departments used to basically provide all the devices for everybody within an organization. Yeah. And then everybody started getting iPhones yeah. and other smartphones. But it really started, I think, with the iPhone. Yeah. People being like, why do I have to use this crap? when there's something out here that I could use instead. So now my, I would say, I don't know the, the stats off the top of my head, but bring your own device is a very common thing in companies now. And IT departments have to adjust, adjust. how they handle that. It's, it's probably much more complex for them because I'm sure it's easier when you select all the hardware and all the software oh, yeah. and you just distribute it to people, but then making what they bring into the organization fit with what yeah. you're doing and the security stuff, privacy stuff. That was, I mean, I'm sure, a major change within that kind of uh, subculture of job. Yeah. Yeah. And with that note. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ended on, are we ending right here? That, we don't have to. No, I don't know. Let's, let's, I just like the idea. We, we just ended on like a meaty idea. Yeah, well, just it, chew on that over a, the next here's, week. Here's the thing. We can keep on digging into it. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the last attempt that I'm ever going to try to share that in a post <laughs> with anybody. No, now I'm going to now I'm going to read that essay and then I'm going to come prepared with things to say next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, things that uh, a documentary I think you should check out, which I love. There's a series of documentaries that I'll probably try to sprinkle in this. Good. It's, um, uh, maybe not though, because people are going to start realizing Eric is a little crazy. But <laughs> we already um, know that. I think in one of the, I think in one of the the. Uh, Shows, I think it's a four-part documentary, maybe three-part. That they also mention this person. I've heard heard about this person prior, but uh, it's um, it's called "All Watched Over by Machines of Loving Grace," and it's a four, I think, a four, three or four-part series. Um, we're checking out if you're into document, documentaries and stuff. It has just different ways of looking at technology, its effect on society, its impact, and vice versa. You know, society's impact on technology and um, stuff like that. But uh, yeah. All right, a little homework for me to to, I mean, to watch that. You don't have I, to. It sounds, sounds, yeah. I love documentaries. It's like it's slow paced one, but um, the guy who does it, it's uh, Adam Curtis. Uh, he's a BBC dude. Um, I like I like all the things he does. And obviously, he has his own bias when he presents sure. information, and I think he is presenting it through a certain lens. But uh, some of the documentaries I think are just oh, this is an interesting way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. On that note. Sweet. This has been. That's how we end now with you, with, with you saying, "Go ahead, go do it, do it." This has been a presentation. <laughs> I'm sorry, of the file drawer, a podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Oh, uh, rate us. Yeah, rate us on iTunes, please. Peace. Bye. <laughs>